At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Reasons betting across America comes to you live from Las Vegas and Denver, getting you updated on the latest lines from across this great country on your Saturday. Hope you're enjoying a beautiful July weekend out there here in Las Vegas. We certainly are. The heat has finally gotten down to manageable levels outside the South Point Sportsbook, but right here inside our recent studios, always temperate and ready to go. Adam Candy in Las Vegas, James Salinas in a place I love to spend summer afternoons in Denver, Colorado, where uh, I don't think people realize, James, how much sunshine you get out there in Denver. Has the sun been shining on your wagers this week? It has. Uh, just think about last week. I did really well in the All-Star game, swept the home run dirty, bet the under in the All-Star game, carried some of that baseball momentum over to last night, and I actually had three plays last night. I did two plays in Major League Baseball, and I actually had a play in basketball, not the NBA, but there was a basketball play out there, and kind of the the full gamut when it comes to the sweat versus no sweat. Two of the baseball plays I had yesterday. First one, I have the over in the first five with the Washington Nationals and the San Diego Padres. That was done after the first inning. No sweat there. Good deal. I get to, uh, with my 10-year-old son, get to fire up the basketball play. And we're watching the 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 new Looney Tunes movie when it comes to Space Jam. And I bet the yes. The yes was, would James Salinas fall asleep during this movie? Mm. It was heavily juiced, but I fired on that over because I think I've, I probably hit that one the first 10 minutes too, similar to the Padres and Nationals game and then after the movie wake up there's the last game on the board and it's the Oakland A's and I had the team total over four and a half and if you saw how that finished I didn't see how we got there I just saw how it finished I turned the TV on and it's the bottom of the ninth and Lowry's up there with the runner at first it's not hardball it's yardball was able to sweep the night and in reality 2-0 and in the baseball game and then uh, in theory here with me falling asleep with the Space Jam movie uh, it was a great night. Hmm. I'm not so sure here. You know, I was at a conference earlier this week where I was talking to the director of the Colorado Division of Gaming, Dan Hartman, and uh, 
Oh, no, I might have to check with the regulators on whether that bet should have been allowed or not on uh, James falling asleep during the movie. I feel like the odds should have been at least minus 10,000 on the yes. I hope you put down some big money to, to earn back there on the Space Jam. But a couple of good hits for you when it comes to baseball. Full card of Major League Baseball today. We've got some ideas on that coming up later in the show. Reed Kuhn. Uh, Fightnomics is going to join us to talk about the UFC slate later tonight. He's coming up in just about 40 minutes, and he will give you all the inside information that you need to know to bet on the fights. Of course, James, we have the British Open going on right now, and quite the battle atop the leaderboard between two of the bigger names in the sport emerging as Louis Oosthuizen and Jordan Spieth have kept up their low scoring ways. And that's what you and I talked about earlier on today is the low scoring that we've seen here at Royal St. Andrews. And my goodness, uh, it has been quite the day for both of these guys. Spieth at four under on the day, Oosthuizen at two under, Louis is minus 13. Jordan Spieth is minus 12. You're most current odds to win the Open Championship. Ustazen at plus 110 is your betting favorite. Jordan Spieth at plus 160. They have separated themselves from the field, not only on the course, but in the betting market as well. So looking at further down the board, let's see if there's anything that is, is of interest to you. We talked about it on the pregame show about the weather. I'm looking at it right now. Bright sunshine there. Very little wind. That's the conditions all for the whole entire tournament. We're just not used to seeing that there in the British Open. Usually it's windy. It's wet. It's rainy. Uh, the course plays totally different. And to factor in how the weather not only has been, but will continue to be throughout this round and into round four tomorrow, anything further down the board that you might be looking at here, Adam, as far as maybe some potential value play based on how the course is playing. James, over his last, let me make sure I have the right amount of holes here. For Corey Conn, over his last 26 holes, there's no bodies, and that's always the question Corey Connors with the flat stick. Is he going to be able to do what he needs to do on the greens? And he's doing the job well enough to be in contention. Now, again, he's way off the lead at this point. That is of concern when we talk about guys who are chasing. It is betting across America here from VEASAN and VEASAN.com, Adam Candy and James Salinas from Las Vegas and Denver going through what's happening in the British Open where we've had Louis Oosthuizen and Jordan Spieth separate themselves from the pack. James and I chatting about some potential longer shots on the board, and it's just guys who might be able to make a move. But, of course, what's the move worth, right? Dylan Fratelli and Colin Morikawa are both at 9-under for the tournament. Morikawa is 7-1. to Fratelli is 12-1. to Scotty Scheffler at 25. Corey Connors has moved from 40 now to 35-1 to to potentially take the title of champion golfer of the year with him. And the thing is, as I'm starting to say with Corey Connors, uh, he is the guy who has the potential to go low. He's already gone four under today. He has an eagle on his card from yesterday. But do these guys at the top show any sign of opening the door? And that's what makes it harder for me to bet the longer shots. Even though I said to you earlier, and I, I do believe that guys who are farther back have the ability to make a run, that requires someone faltering. And we haven't seen that quite yet. I might be curious to see, uh, depending on what happens the rest of the day, where a Morikawa or a Connor sits after round three and what they might look like uh, going into that final round. I'll definitely be looking at uh, Corey Connors in terms of matchup play tomorrow as, again, uh, has not bogeyed a hole as long as he gets through 18 in his last 27 overall. Big game of the night, of course, is game five of the NBA Finals between the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks. The teams have held serve on their home floors, although, James, it did not look like that was the way it was going to play out in game four. The Suns led by as many as nine points in the fourth quarter of game four. The Bucks led for less than two minutes of the game. Of course, those were the most important two minutes of the game, the final two minutes, as they knot the series up at two. We're looking at... Four points in favor of the Suns right now. Suns laying it with a total of 219.5 that has moved up even as we have talked on this show. Open 217.5, now up to 219.5. 
James, your feelings initially here on the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks, as it certainly seemed like Milwaukee was fortunate to get out of game four with a victory. Definitely fortunate to get out of there, especially when it came to the foul trouble that ended up putting Devin Booker on the sideline in that fourth quarter because, man, what a previous three quarters he had. They couldn't stop him. He was in one of those zones. The basket was huge. He was knocking everything down from anywhere on the court, getting whatever shot they wanted. They just couldn't match up with Devin Booker. And once he gets going, we've seen it in a number of games, not only in the final, throughout the playoffs for Devin Booker, some sensational games in the in the play and none none was standing there in the four in game four of the finals but I think once we saw the foul trouble really impact the offense for the Suns it came down to Chris Paul and that's really where I'm going here with this is just thinking about the defensive adjustments on Chris Paul that we've seen Milwaukee Milwaukee make from game one to what we saw through game four. And we've seen some adjustments when it comes to the rotation and the minutes being played out there as far as the Bucks' defense is concerned, in particular with Brooke Lopez. Lopez only played 19 minutes in game four, and we've seen, we've seen his minutes steadily decrease from game one down to game four. They've gone smaller and a lot more minutes for Portis to come off the bench and play, and they, in a sense, become more athletic and quicker out there on the perimeter to be able to to get up on those ball screens where we know Chris Paul just loves to feast on that free throw line extended area. That's been an adjustment that I think has been impactful against the Suns the last couple games on the road, but also the full court pressure pickup that we've seen from Drew Holiday. Basically, he's taken the assignment 94 feet. He's playing 55 defense, where as soon as Chris Paul gets the ball from underneath their own basket, he is picking him up full court and making him have to work the entire length of the court. And for somebody like Chris Paul, 36 years old, I think that's starting to take a bit of a toll because Chris Paul is one that doesn't typically turn the ball over. But you think about the last three games, especially the two games there in in Milwaukee and late in the fourth quarter game four, some key turnovers coming out of Chris Paul. I think part of that is the defensive adjustment with the smaller lineup to be able to defend the ball screen, but also the fact that he's getting picked up by and hounded by Drew Holiday full court. So what is the adjustment for the Suns going to do tonight? Uh, I think they're going to have to take the ball out of Chris Paul's hands to a certain extent. Not that he's not going to be the one bringing the ball up and facilitating the offense for the most part, but I think we'll see some deference, and I think we'll see more of Devin Booker, in a sense, not only bringing the ball up on occasion, but more so running their half-court sets tonight. Devin Booker, the younger player, the right now, obviously, the fresher player and the confident player making plays out there, but they just can't continue to rely, rely on Chris Paul. The leader that he is, Adam, can't continue to rely on Chris Paul to have to work as hard as he has on the offensive side of the floor. I think we're going to see Devin Booker. He was very involved in Game 4. I think that carries over not not only for the way, how well he played and the confidence that he brings into game five, but I think that Mo coach Monty Williams for the Suns has to be mindful of kind of the attrition that we're seeing from Chris Paul right now. Points, rebounds, assist number on Devin Booker sitting at 38 and a half. And he's an interesting case when it comes to the PRA because he'll get a few rebounds, assists, definitely possible as well. He's one of those rare guys who can beat the PRA number on points alone. Uh, and I don't know that the pace of this game is going to allow it. However, if you're relying more on Devin Booker with Chris Paul on the bench, if you're assuming that in some of those minutes with campaign and Devin Booker on the floor as well, that Devin Booker is going to be the primary ball handler uh, at least part of that time, then you're leading to the assist numbers as well. Uh, it's something I haven't played yet, but I'm going to take a long look at it before we get, uh, we get down a little farther in terms of the usage patterns for how many minutes those guys are playing together. But 38 and a half is an interesting number on that because we've seen Devin Booker beat that on points a couple of times. Uh, James, we've talked about this total as well a little bit earlier in the day. 219.5, it's moved up. And I think you and I are in the same boat in terms of how we're looking at this. So let me ask you a question. Since you and I are both leans to the under on this total, how long are you willing to let it move up? When we talked to Chris Andrews from the South Point earlier, he said he expects at least 220, 220.5 before close. Are you someone who, when you want the under in a popular spot like this with an island game, are you willing to wait all the way up to tip to try to get the number that you want on an under? Patience, Grasshopper. Patience. That's <laughs> the key here, right? We have to be patient. If you if you want to go against the line, and that's where I'm going with this, the number like you said I, I, I still have some 218 and a half out of here in Colorado so I might have to be a little more patient as a hopper here in Denver just that line 
continue to go up, and I think that it will. And we've seen it. The favorites in the under. We know how that rolls. And for the most, the favorite is covered in all four games. And and as far as the total going over, it did until last game in Game Four. But I think now, not only with some of the defensive adjustments that have been made. So yes, Adam, I am going to wait if I'm going to play this under, play this total because I think it will keep up. But I think thinking of a couple things for the matchups talked about the defensive adjustments that the bucks have made uh, going smaller and, and that's allowed them to get out and get some runouts in transition, some points off of turnovers. Uh, but it, what it's also done for them is it's, it's made Phoenix have to play from end to end offensively where they're not getting the pace of play. They had no transition baskets, no points in transition game four there because they are making them work. And so many times they're taking the ball out of the basket or having a fight and crash five guys to the board. There's nobody leaking out trying to get a run out for the Suns right now. There, And it's game five, and that's the other piece here too, is this is the finals. It's game five of the finals. Who, how many champions do we have on the, either of these rosters, right? This, the, the, the enormity and the gravity of the moan, I think, also is going to impact this total because you have, aside from this, and there's star power on both teams for sure, but there's a lot of young players on both sides, in particular for the Suns. Now they will be at home, and they feast off that home crowd and that energy, and I think that gives them some confidence as well. But when we get tighter and this game gets deeper into the you know second half, fourth quarter, Points are going to be at a premium. I think possessions are going to be at a premium. We're not going to see a run-and-gun affair here, so much transition offense. I think it's going to be because this is such a pivotal game. Game five, winner takes a commanding lead, three to two, one more game, and you are the NBA champions. How do these young players respond when they get that ball? It's one thing to take those shots early in the game, uh, but as we're valuing the ball deeper into the shot clock, I think, yeah, there's going to be some potentially some hesitation from certain folks. It's one thing to take it. It's another thing to have the confidence to make it. Young teams here, young rosters that haven't been there and done that before as far as winning a championship, I think it's a lot of pressure there. I'm going to play the under, but I'm going to wait to your point, Adam, and see if we get a better number. You're talking 220, 220 and a half. I'll wait for one of those numbers at least out here because I'm not seeing it yet. Yeah, I'm right there with you, James. And if I don't get what I want pre-game, I might not just settle on a 219 or a 219 and a half. You might look for a hot start by one of these teams and look for it live and see if it pops up maybe even better than that 220 or 220 half that you would have gotten. Because as we know, if it's going to play fast, it's going to play fast early. It's not going to play fast late. Uh, even if, if we both believe that it's not going to play fast at all. Uh, when we talked to Chris Andrews earlier, he said he does not have a single bet at the moment on the first half under. So anybody who believes that this game is going to be played at a fast place believes it's going to happen early. And if you look at the last four games and see how this series has developed, you see that both of these teams playing at a pace of about 97 and a half uh, points per 100 possessions. And that's slow. Uh, it really is uh, quite slow between these two teams. Milwaukee is a team that during the season did play a bit faster. Uh, defensive, offensive rating are pretty much identical for these teams sitting around 112, 113. There's not a lot of margin between the two of them. The one difference that we've seen is how these teams play on their home court. And that has been throughout the playoffs, especially for the Phoenix Suns. They are 8-2 and two straight up on the home floor in seven of the eight victories. The margin of victory has been at least six points. It has been double digits in half of those victories. Uh, James, what do you see with this Phoenix Suns team playing on the home floor? Because we see them as four-point favorites here, and it's only been once that we've seen the Suns not cover that in their victories at home in the playoffs this year. Honestly, Adam, we're seeing two teams in the finals that on paper were not projected to be there. Kind of a fortunate road for both teams to get to where they're at because of the opponents that they played and whether they their opponents suffered some injuries during that series and or were not even available to play in those series. And I think about the Suns, a very young roster and great job by Monty Williams to piece this team together and keep this identify roles. They know what their identity is. Everybody knows their role and how they fit into the scheme of uh, their their collective offense and defensive sets. But I think uh, here in this standpoint 
being at home, you see the young, you, you've seen a, a Phoenix team that really thrives. They've got a great home crowd, and it's been full capacity throughout the playoffs there in Phoenix. And they, it's a young team, aside from Chris Paul, for the most part, that, and they really feed off of that. And it gives them the energy boost that they need, that adrenaline boost that they want, as well as that kind of feeds into their confidence. So it's no surprise that the young Suns team has played as well as they have at home. And just, I just feel like it's going to be, it's going to be a live environment. We know that for the Phoenix Suns at home, and they're going to need their crowd behind them. They will be there, but come fourth, third, second half, and in particular fourth quarter, it's going to be the Chris Paul and Devin Booker show, and I think that's where you know, the, the star power is going to play out tonight in the second half for both of these teams. And that's why I'm, I'm leaning. I'm already committed. You know where my position is with the Suns in to win in six and the Suns to win in seven plus 450. So I won't be betting the side here. I don't need to get any more investment here. I've already got strong positions as far as the Suns are concerned. And I need the Suns to win this game. And I'm leaning on the Suns to win this game. If I didn't have those positions, I'd probably be looking at the Suns and laying that four because I think on the other side for the Bucks, we know what we're going to get out of Giannis very aggressive he is expended more energy on the defensive side in particular game four because they went small and he had to play more of the five on the interior but Chris Middleton has really been the X factor, not only in this series, but throughout every series. We see great games from Chris Middleton, and then do we see a follow-up game? We typically don't see that follow-up game from Chris Middleton. He has that monster game, and then he goes MIA for a game or two. We've seen it throughout the duration of the playoffs. I don't know if we're going to see that great game. We're not going to see. There's going to be regression tonight for, for Chris Middleton on the road in Phoenix game five. I think it'll be Giannis's game to really push through and be aggressive offensively. So here I'm leaning towards the Suns, back home, back home where they feel very comfortable as a young team. And I think now uh, I, I just can't see anybody winning on anybody's home floor until we get to game seven. And that's a toss up here, Adam. I think the series goes seven and it starts with the Suns winning tonight. 100% with you. It's a strong lean to the Suns for me. Uh, have not put it in the account just yet, but likely will. I don't think we're getting better than four on the Suns, uh, the way this is going to play out here, especially if we are going to continue to see this over money come in on the game. Back over the pond at the British Open, we talked about how if you wanted to play one of these longer shots to get a little bit of big money for your British Champion, you needed leaders to come back, and both of them did that at hole number 10. Uh, both give back a shot. Ustazen, 12, Spieth, 11. Colin Morikawa at 9 under continues to be even par for the tournament. Connor and Fratelli both at 8 as Fratelli gives back a shot. And oh, who is this? John Rahm at 7. A little bit of charge in the day there with Scott Scheffler at 7 under. Uh, John Rahm is appropriately priced, I think, at 20 to 1, being four shots off with the leaders still with eight holes to play. But right now, uh, that's about as big of a name and as long of a price as you're going to see for a guy who was the pre tournament favorite in John Rahm here at the Open Championship. One live game going on right now in Major League Baseball. It is the first of a doubleheader between the Twins and the Tigers. Tigers have taken a 1 nothing lead in the bottom of the first inning. Uh, if you're interested in betting this live, Twins are plus 150. I might take a look just based on the numbers against Jose Yorena for the current Twins lineup. Again, they're, they're a little bit banged up, but you still have Donaldson, you still have Cruz, you still have uh, Kepler in that lineup for them. And so overall, uh, Urania has had his struggles. He has given up to the tune of a 6.14 FIP uh, against this team. 303 batting average, 570 expected slugging percentage against the current Twins lineup. Might be a potential look there uh, in that live betting with Twins. When we come back, we'll update you on everything going on at the British Open and look ahead to Major League Baseball as well here on Betting Across America from Beeson. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. From the South Point in Las Vegas, I'm Adam Candy. James Salinas joins me from Denver, Colorado, as we get you updated on something we don't often have at this time. We have a major where the leaders are on the course, so we don't usually get that, James, as, of course, we have the British Open ongoing. Uh, Louis Oosthuizen and Jordan Spieth have pulled out ahead of the pack at 12 and 11 under respectively. And I want to go back to a point that you and I discussed earlier, James, and you were saying, how do the scoring conditions affect how you look at some of the players down the board and how far are you willing to go down the board when you look at players who might have a chance to make a comeback? Well, let's use some actual history to discuss this. Uh, The magic 54 hole number appears to be four shots off. Uh, Pardon me. (coughs) 94% of open champions since 1900 were at or within four shots of the lead entering the final round. Each of the last 31 major winners were within four of the lead through 54 holes. So it holds up at the open. It holds up for major winners in general. 
kind of giving you an average there of when the course conditions are favorable, when they're not favorable. But there you go. Uh, and where we look at it right now, James, and we see Ustazen at 12, Spieth at 11, Morikawa at 9, and he's going to have a pretty uh, juicy little putt for birdie coming up here at the moment. Corey Connors is in at 4-under on the day for 8 on the tournament. Dylan Fratelli at 8, John Rom, Scotty Scheffler at 7. Uh, those are your guys who it looks like might have a shot of being within uh, that distance of the lead. Uh, would you be more inclined, just as a general philosophy here, James, to be sticking with the leaders at these shorter prices uh, with the likelihood that you get with them? Or would you be more inclined to take a shot at one of these guys who might be three, four shots off the lead based on what you've seen? And I see the smile on your face because I think I know what your answer is going to be. I'm taking the latter here because uh, and on our pregame show, you mentioned that and the crossover from pregame to betting across America. I did get involved with Connors. I got him at 33 to one. So right now sitting four shots, he's already in the clubhouse sitting four shots off the lead going into round four. So took a shot there plus 30, you know, it's 33 to one. So it's, it's a long shot. And so you temper your expectations anytime you're putting long shots out there uh, and putting any kind of wager on that. But thinking about here, I wanted to get your assessment here because I'm looking at because it's constant live betting it's a beautiful thing here now we've got it live here in Colorado and looking at it from this perspective not only for to win the open but looking at just went off the board here but I was looking at who would be the lead who would be at the top of the leaderboard come end of round three and with Morikawa sitting three stro strokes back with Louie right now uh, he was plus 1400 I don't know about whether it's that matchup right now on the they're on the 11th or the 12th hole I believe uh, any interest in trying to get involved of what you've seen so far Adam throughout round three that might give you an indication of if you would want to get involved and make a wager here of who's going to be at the top of the leaderboard after round three well let's talk about Morikawa specifically because the struggles that Colin had were earlier in the day, uh, he had a couple of bogeys in the first five holes. He has not had any in his last seven and appears to be in pretty good position. I'm looking to see if this is his putt right here. Uh, comes up just a little bit short. That would have taken him to 10. Uh, but at 14, again, you're banking on someone else probably coming back because Morikawa has played steady more than sharp golf here. Uh, but if you look back, over the last few years, scoring average in majors uh, on the weekend, Colin Morikawa was right up there with some of the biggest names in golf, uh, shooting an average of around 70 in the majors on the weekends. I don't have the time period right in front of me right now, but he's in some very good company among the Tigers of the world on that list. So, yeah, I mean, at 14 to 1, I think it's uh, pretty appropriately priced. He has as much runway left as Ustazen and Spieth to be able to make that kind of charge. Uh, you know, overall, Louis Oosthuizen is a guy who you say, well, is he someone who just can't close in the majors? Uh, really, that's not the case. Uh, Oosthuizen is someone who has finished a shot off a couple of times, who has lost in a playoff in the majors, uh, looking to win 11 years apart uh, from the first time that he claimed this championship and has been fantastic all week long. So Louis Oosthuizen, I think, is the much safer of uh, the two who are in lead. You know how Jordan Spieth can go up and down throughout a tournament. Well, from off the East Coast, way off the East Coast of America, all the way to the West Coast, what's looking like in the Pac-12 this year? We're going to talk a little college football when we come back here on Betting Across America. Thank you for joining us here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The college football season is right around the corner, and that means the VEASAN College Football Betting Guide is coming soon. Our experts look at the impact of the transfer portal, key games on the schedule, and early season trends to watch, so you have a betting edge this football season. 
Guides only $19.99. Discounts are available when you buy early. So now's the time. Reserve your copy or sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we have to offer for the entire football season. Sign up now. VEASAN.com slash subscribe is the link. Head on over. You can even do it. While you listen to us here on Betting Across America, Adam Candy in Las Vegas, James Salinas in Denver. And as we talk about getting that college football betting guide from VEASAN.com, let's talk about what we can offer on the Pac-12. Of the Power 5 conferences, James, uh, this certainly looks by the odds and I think feels to both of us like the one that is the most wide open in terms of who might take it down. Uh, At the moment... Let's actually start with odds to win the conference, and then we'll move to the divisions from there. Oregon at plus 250, Washington at plus 350, and then USC and this embattled ASU program, both at four to one, uh, your favorites. So, uh, James, right from the top, you have a number of teams that are, uh, let's just say, at different stages of their development in the race for the Pac-12, beginning with Oregon. I think well, and thinking about Oregon there, what is it going to look like at the quarterback position for Oregon? And they've got the the BC transfer with Anthony Brown. Now he's going to bring experience, but is he going to have the ability to? It's a very run he, uh, RPO heavy offense, and you got to make reads at the line of scrimmage with the RPO. And is that something that Brown is going to be able to translate from the offense that he ran for a couple of years at with Boston College? Now to Oregon, it's a whole different step up in class when you're talking about expectations when you're a player and you're the quarterback there at Oregon. I, I always start with quarterbacks at these big programs because there's so much pressure and expectation on these teams to not only get through their conference to be a part of the college football playoff scene, and I think that's kind of the expectations for the Oregon Ducks for the most part each and every year. So just big question marks for me there with Oregon. And then we look into – I, I kind of like – you know where I come from, Adam. I'm not a fan of any team. I don't have any biases or allegiances to any team. I'm a fan of whoever I'm betting on. If I bet on you, that's my team today. Boston Red Sox, I'm all about that action today. That's my team today because that's who I'm betting on uh, here. But I also – you know this. I am a fan of – certain players and certain coaches and yeah Utah doesn't have as as much pedigree on paper as so many of these other teams in the Pac-12 but when it comes to coaching and the the identity and the culture there with the Utah Utes that's all about Kyle Whittingham and I'm definitely a fan of Kyle Whittingham and I think here it's going to be interesting to see for the the Utah and it's I don't even know what we could take away from last year's Pac-12 conference play it was just so jagged so it started late so many games canceled I'm just throwing out 2020 as a whole as far as an assessment goes but issues there at the quarterback position for Utah uh, will transfer the transfer from Baylor Charlie Brewer be able to come in and replicate the years the couple of years ago when he was there at Baylor under Matt Rule that remains to be seen but I think as far as coaching is concerned up and down this list here make mine Utah as far as the conference goes sitting at plus 800 just so many question marks for me about all these teams but no question mark to me when it comes to the head coaching position there for Utah. You know James I think you bring a very interesting point in terms of the quarterback play and what you expect in this conference in particular, because this is not a good year for quarterbacks overall in the Pac-12. Uh, you have Keaton Slovis, who had his moments last year and certainly has the skill set. But according to Pro Football Focus, they ranked every starter in FBS. And the Pac-12 only has two of them in the top 30. Uh, the other one being Dylan Morris from Washington. So sizing up the Pac-12 North, where we have, as you mentioned, the Oregon situation where Shu ends up out. You got Brown coming in. Washington with Morris. You have Oregon at minus 110. Washington plus 140. Everyone a longer shot from there. Specifically with that division, how do you see Oregon and Washington matching up? I think that's the challenge right here, is you talked about the quarterback position with with that. You have Dylan Morris there at Washington, but is he, he he's doesn't he's not Jacob Eason there as far as the playmaking ability to make all the throws down the field, but solidly coached team, and it's really Jimmy Lake is the head coach there, but took over for Chris Peterson, who had went and uh, grounded that team. A lot of issues over, the, uh, over those years prior to Peterson being able to give some stability to that Huskies program. I, I just... 
we talk about coaches again, and I don't know, is Mario Cristobal one that I really trust to, to do what needs to be done with the pressure and the expectations there at Oregon? Plenty of talent, always a ton of speed, and always great running backs through that system there. But question marks for me, not only at the quarterback position, but also at the head coaching position. If I'm given an advantage, I'm going to give it to Washington there with the head coaching piece, and that's where you're looking at Washington to win the North plus 140. I'd rather go that route getting plus price than going with Oregon as the favorite. If I were looking for a slightly longer shot here, um, it's not one that I would encourage a huge bet on. But if you want to talk about quarterback play and the potential for someone to grow, Jaden Delara certainly looked the part uh, for Washington State, even though he only played four games last year. With the quarterback questions at both of those top two programs, if I were to take a shot, that's where it would be with Wazoo. The problem is pretty much every difficult game they have is on the road. They have to go to ASU, to Oregon, to Washington, to Utah. Uh, so a lot of challenges in front of them. The Pac-12 South, uh, you already mentioned Utah. I'm curious your perspective on this ASU program, which certainly has been uh, embattled a bit uh, with what we've heard about the recruiting situation and some of the visits that maybe should or shouldn't have happened. USC plus 150, Arizona State 175, Utah 275 to win the South. If you're talking about Arizona State uh, with Herm Edwards and Antonio Pierce as the defensive coordinator, this is going to be a physical team, right? You've got football, former two former NFL defensive players. They're very intense. We know how winning, or we know <laughs> we know how Herm Edwards has been throughout his career, and Antonio Pierce is the same way. I think you're going to see a very aggressive team defensively for Arizona State. Quarterback questions for me too with Jaden Daniels as far as his accuracy concern for the Sun Devils. Uh, they're going to be a ground and pound team they're going to try to just line up for 60 minutes and be more physical than you are on, on both sides of the football uh but again i would i i'm leaning towards utah to win the conference plus 800 not to me that's not where the value is in the in the pac 12 south just at plus 275 because if they can win that south now i like my chances plus 800 to actually win the pac 12 north whether they're playing oregon or washington so again i'd stay away from utah in the pac 12 south to win the division because you get a better price with them to win the conference overall at plus 800. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think I would be looking at USC in this spot, and it's largely because I, I would love to say ASU, but you mentioned the questions about Daniels, another team that has all of its difficult games on the road, including having to go to BYU, and you don't know what you're going to get up there uh, in Provo either. When we come back, Reed Kuhn talks to us about the UFC card tonight here on VEASAN's Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. No one raises the stakes for MLS action like BetMGM. Sign up for the BetMGM app using code VSIN100. If your first wager is a $1 money line bet on the New York Red Bulls or Philadelphia Union, you'll get $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. If you're betting in Pennsylvania, you'll get $100 in free bets if the team you bet on wins. Download the app today. It's a new customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia only excludes Michigan-dissociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line 800-889-9789 in Indiana. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This promotional offer is not available in Nevada. Welcome back into Betting Across America live from Las Vegas and Colorado. Adam Candy and James Salinas quickly updating you on the British Open. James, I hope you made that Colin Morikawa to lead after the third round bet because Jordan Spieth, Louis Oosthuizen now at 11 as Oosthuizen comes back a shot. Colin Morikawa picks up a shot. He is now just one off the lead at 10 under for the tournament. So here's the question. Did you fire? I tried, and it locked me out no. when we were talking about it. Yeah, so no, no action for me. And obviously that number is not going to be as juicy as it was at 14 to 1. So no action for us to work through at least live And when it comes to finishing out this leaderboard in round three for me. Well, let's find you some better numbers, maybe some ones that you might be able to use later on tonight as we look at UFC 260, uh, excuse me, uh, 265 now uh, with UFC. Reed Kuhn joins us at Fightnomics on Twitter. Fightnomics Reed, uh, you can find his work at ESPN Insider. And he makes a claim that I am not here to dispute because I don't know any differently. The most interesting feed in MMA. Uh, Reed, welcome. Thanks for giving us a little bit of your time here to talk about the card tonight. Uh, Admittedly, James and I are not nearly as sharp as you are when it comes to the fight game. Um, so let's just start from the top. When you're talking to folks who are not as savvy when it comes to betting UFC, where do you start with them? What sort of advice do you give people in terms of getting a little bit sharper? 
Sure. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's a pretty diverse sports day, golf, basketball, cage fighting. Um, I, I think one thing to take away after I wrote the book Fightnomics is that UFC is actually fairly well quantified. Uh, there's a lot that goes on in the cage that you can put numbers to so you can understand what is average, what is good, what is bad. And that does come out in my stats. I can just look at a picture, line up the numbers and say, clearly this fighter has a wrestling advantage or clearly this one is the better striker. And we have a bit of that today. Uh, so just knowing that the numbers are out there and knowing that we can make a little bit more confident assessments of each fighter's skills, I think that's the place to start. And then you take that into your fight accounts. Reed, so let's break down the main event. We'll start there first with Mahachev and, and Moises here. And now it's a big favorite here. And uh, Moises is a big underdog, plus 500. But I want to talk about your assessment for both these fighters. Kind of similar fighters as far as their their propensity to want to be able to get the fight to the mat. Although I think for Mahachev, he's more of, he, he has the striking ability as well. How do you break down this fight here? And do you have any kind of lean? It's a big, juicy underdog here we're talking about fighting plus 500 any lean here to maybe wanting to get involved with the underdog in this fight yeah the first thing to acknowledge on on islam makashev yes he is a worthy favorite here you normally don't see a 700 favorite in a main event of a ufc event maybe in other other promotions other uh last night we had a bellator card there were some wildly large favorites so this is a bit unusual it's almost looking like a squash match for Makashev to set him up for a bigger event. Maybe they're trying to get him some main event experience. Uh, as far as the numbers go, he is the deserving favorite. He is better both places, stand-up and on the mat. So his stand-up is more accurate, and he has better defense than Moises. Not that Moises is bad, but Makashev is the better technical striker. And then we've got this huge dynamic on the mat. Makashev's numbers on the ground, I mean, the closest comparison would be Khabib Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov, um, you don't normally see someone spend half of all octagon time on the mat controlling an opponent, and that's what Makashev has done throughout his UFC career. So he he looks to take it down early and often, and once he gets there, he's pinning people and keeping them there, maybe getting a submission. So yes, he is a huge deserving favorite. I just think the price went a little bit too far. Um, we've been seeing a lot of injuries in the cage lately. What's the probability that maybe he breaks a leg? Uh, blows a knee in the cage. That's really the angle here. Now, Moises is a decorated submission grappler. He does have a chance. I just think it's a small chance, and not all bets are created equal. I might throw a tiny fraction of a unit on Moises just because I'm hedging against that price inflation, but that's really it. I, I think uh, Makashev is going to see a lot of steam because of parlays. Reed Kuhn joins us at Fightnomics on Twitter. See his work at ESPN Insider as well. And of course, his Fightnomics book available on Amazon. Uh, you have one other play on the main card here tonight, Reed, and I think it looks like uh, that's one you have a little more confidence in. Yeah, Billy Quarantino, Quarantillo, and Gabriel Benitez, they're going to be opening up the main card. And uh, these guys are interesting. They're, they're fairly well matched. Um, Benitez is coming in as the favorite, although I would note that the, the price has been dropping a little bit. The, the odds are tightening up throughout the week. So I think I'm not the only one calling upset here. Quarantillo, is, he's a busy fighter. He's uh, pretty good on the ground. He spends a lot of time on the ground. He's comfortable there. And in stand-up, he's just very high-paced. And that can sway judges in terms of round-by-round -round scoring. So uh, I am sort of expecting a decision here. I think it could be close. But if you're going to give me plus money on a coin flip, I'm going to take the plus money. Uh, our numbers actually have kind of a lean that, say, Quarantillo could win straight up um, without, without taking into account the price. So I'm definitely going for the plus money here. Reed, so thinking about there's a lot of fights tonight, both on the, the main card and the prelims. Where are you going with the prelims? I think you've got your eye uh, on a couple bantamweights here with the uh, the Johns and Dos Santos fight. Yeah, that one is a situation where I think the favorite, Miles Johns, is probably a deserving favorite. And when I look at the numbers, uh, his technical striking is, has been really, really good. And so maybe this is a step up in opposition. I don't know. I don't really assess that. He has a big youth advantage. He's facing a much older fighter. Um, but Miles Johns is simply more accurate and more evasive, whereas the striking stats for Anderson 
are borderline poor uh, or at least below average for his division. He's just not landing as many strikes. He's getting hit a lot more often. So as long as this stays standing, Miles Johns has a, has a strong edge in the fight. I think if it does go to the ground, Anderson DeSantos is going to be the one who wants to take it there. So now I immediately go check the takedown defense of Miles Johns, and his takedown defense is quite good. It's up at 86%. So if he stuffs a few early takedowns, I think that is a uphill battle for Anderson DeSantos. So I'm back in the favorite here, Miles Johns. Uh, on the women's side, how are you feeling about the Misha Tate fight? She's at minus 150. Yeah, this is the co-man event. Um, it's funny, Misha Tate, I've spent a lot of time sitting next to her at events, um, and she is actually pretty into the stats, if I remember correctly. She, we, we talked for hours on this. So she knows what she's doing. She's professional. She's been in this business a long time. She's making this big comeback, though. And so actually her fight doesn't even qualify to run numbers on because she doesn't have the level of activity that I would normally require, the minimum threshold. But her nickname before it became Cupcake Tate was Takedown Tate. And she is actually a pretty eager wrestler. And that's actually how she won her UFC championship fight in a come from behind victory over Holly Holm was on the ground. And if she goes to her roots as a wrestler, I think she wins this fight pretty handily. Uh, there's a lot of unknowns, long layoff. Um, she had a child during the interim. Who knows? But I mean, just based on what we're seeing on social media, she's looking like she's in phenomenal shape. So I would probably back Misha Tate here. It's not a, a purely quantitative pick. Uh, based on any predictive models, but um, I'm going with Tate here. I think we're going to see her wrestling own the day. Reed, so thinking about it, we also have the ability to get involved when it's in-game, or in this case, in-fight betting. Are there any fights on this card here that you're looking at that maybe you're, you're leaning towards one way or the other that you might get more involved based on what you see of what happens in the cage uh, to get involved with an in-game play? Yeah, one, one interesting matchup is Rodolfo Vieira on the main card. This guy is one of the most decorated grapplers probably ever to enter the UFC cage. He recently lost kind of a late, uh, a late loss. He was doing okay up front, uh, but then looked to gas out and ended up losing by submission of all things, which was wild. Um, so this guy either wins early or suddenly becomes a bit risky. You know, if, if his opponent, Dustin Stolfus, and I don't really know much about Dustin, but if he survives that early onslaught, the likelihood of scoring a submission goes down round over round because limbs get tired, people get sweaty. It's just harder and harder to lock in a choke. Um, so that one becomes interesting. Now, I, I'm actually going to be leaning Vieira early and by submission or inside the distance. But that's one where if it makes it into the second or third round, especially the third round, and it's looking close, this guy could gas, and you never know. I mean, you can't take chances in a cage fight. One punch could change the outcome. You can find his work on Twitter, at Fightnomics, the book by the same name, available at Amazon. He is Reed Kuhn. Thank you very much for your time, and enjoy the card tonight. You guys, too. Thanks for having me. No problem, Reed. Uh, back over to the British Open uh, quickly updating you on what's happening as we wind down here with the leaders, Spieth and Louis Oosthuizen continue to battle it out at the top at 11 under Colin Morikawa at 10 under. Remember, this looked like two golfers who were going to separate themselves from the field very quickly. And maybe Royal St. George's is fighting back just a little bit here against these players. First hour of betting across America just about in the books, but James and I have plenty more to talk about, including Major League Baseball and some NBA props here on VSync. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet three six five. Twenty one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.